Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is episode 188, and I'm your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So, we're going to talk about this week coming up, August 14th to the 20th, astrology. But before we do, I just wanted to kind of recap this really intense full moon that we've just all been through. And um, I just want you to know that, uh, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> pressure cooker, I don't think it even can explain the last few weeks. You know, ever since, you know, especially with the Mars Uranus North Node conjunction, and then it went right into the intensity of the Sun and Mercury and Mars squaring, um, you know, uh, making that square with Uranus. And yeah, there's there's a lot of tough choices about um, and being bolstered out of our comfort zone, uh, for sure. I know for me, um, this is like the first time I've been able to talk without bursting into tears because um on um on Wednesday I had to put my other cat down uh Smokey my beloved Smokey and um this was only a month ago that I had to put down Lucas which who was my cat of 13 years and that was very unexpected and didn't see it coming which is a very hallmark it's a hallmark of Uranus you know Uranus transits and Uranus and Taurus in that square you know getting shocked with something that's very near to dear to us and near near and dear to us being taken away yes absolutely um it was um it was quite jarring just as i was able to get over that you know meanwhile uh smoky was has been he had been sick for like the two and a half months and it was in really intense caregiving and just um you know, as much as I, it was exhausting, it was still, you know, it was a tremendous loss to, to lose him. So, um, yeah. And I know that, you know, and I think about Eckhart Tolle and I'm comforted by his words, you know, this too shall pass. And also uh, he, he had said something else about, um, well, I also think of, you know, in Harry Potter when, when uh, Dumbledore died and, and they said, you know, d death is the next big adventure, you know, so it's it's a it's a whole another beginning. And um, and I really found comfort in and if I share this with you, if, you, if you're if, and I know many of you I've heard, you know, been going through this. Um, but this um, this pressure cooker, especially Leo, Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, the fixed signs, you know, that you have planets there, your sun or other planets, definitely more pronounced um, anyway, of course. Scorpio and Taurus is where the eclipses are happening. So there's all this lot of change and and ferment. Um, anyway, um, but the um the thing that I really love too about Eckhart in his book, A New Earth, he says um that life and death are really not um are really not opposites. Birth and death are opposites. Life is always happening in the background. So I had to keep reminding myself of that. And I could feel it too. I, I'm, I'm just in that, in the presence of, you know, when you, when I see empty, I can't even put the pet bowls away, you know, it's like, you know, and, and feeling that emptiness, but knowing that it was this life is still going on and, and always will, you know, and, and just in different forms. And if anything, the full moon with the opposition, uh, with the conjunction with Saturn um, was about, you know, containers and things that cannot uh, and endings and things that must be let go of even if they were very dearly cherished you know full moon aquarius opposition leo cats right very obvious 
and you know and I thought about the containers like these sweet little angel fur babies and like their container it was it was done and then they and they now expanded into you know a bigger sense of who they are without this physical body and I feel them all around the house you know um my uh, my dear friend said uh, who's very attuned she she actually said she was uh, coming down you know only f several blocks from my my house and she said as soon as she turned this corner boom, she felt lucas like his energy that he was protecting the neighborhood and i'm like wow that's amazing because he this this street she's talking about is almost a mile away so i'm like wow i got i got some serious security <laughs> going on around here but he's he's there protecting and i know all of our all of our pets are so if you've um if you've had a, a tough um full moon you know just know that i i know how that feels and um also my eft tapping has been a godsend i i share that all the time eft tapping for grief it can be for anything but it's certainly um and it's been coming in waves so i just tap and keep on you know this is my a new structure for me is to just keep incorporating this on a very uh, structured disciplined you know being more disciplined with my time i'm seeing all these various lessons from the full moon and um and certainly you know having to do the right thing and there's this sense of wisdom and maturity uh, that comes along with a full moon and aquarius conjunct saturn a retrograde Saturn, how to, how to, you know, how to recreate, uh, how to create a foundation and what foundations need to be laid that are new and, and are going to serve the future versus, you know, letting go of the things that, that no longer are, and they, they needed to end, you know, Saturn was always the, the endings planet in, in the ancient um, tradition. But anyway, I just wanted to share that. So thank you so much also for all your lovely prayers and well wishes. Um, it's really great. It was not something else, a little more visual, I want to show you. This is also what happened to me as this is going on the night before I had to put Smokey down. I was sitting outside at and on the in the backyard and I stood up and I kind of like lost my balance a little when I was getting up. And what did I do? I stepped on my glasses. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God. But that wasn't enough. As if that were enough, I had another pair of reading of uh, driving glasses. And they were, um, I was sitting out, I must've been sitting out in the yard, you know, uh, just at night. And I didn't realize it, you know, I had my glasses, I usually have them on my head and I must've put them down and got up and walked away. Well, the lawnmower people came the next day with their giant ride around mowers. And that was the end of that pair of glasses. So I, I went looking all over the house for them and I could have sworn they were in my house, but no, they were <laughs> reincarnated. Um, and they were completely decimated. But I love the reason I'm sharing this is there's a symbology here about, you know, when we say about the full moon and Aquarius, like things that have to come to an end and frames. Saturn is about frames, right? Frames and um, and uh, the structure of our reality. So, you know, glasses, how we see reality, how we see the world and the frames and the lenses were completely decimated. So that to me was saying, okay, your long distance vision, it's time to reinvent or modify or reflect upon, you know, and create something new or go back and tweak what your long-term vision is. My, um, these glasses are just for the computer and such. So the lenses are perfect. They were not touched. It was just the side, the wands. So that's almost like saying, okay, you know, your short term, you're, you're good about that. You know, you still have to tweak it, but I just found it was such interesting symbology with the full moon in Aquarius. There are no accidents.
Anyway, so let's launch into the week ahead. So we have coming out of this very intense pressure cooker where we're still feeling the it, it, it's ending this this particular lineup you know we've had this for the past few weeks with this grand cross you know in, in, in fixed signs um sunday august 14th we have um the sun is going to be reaching its opposition with saturn it's been coming in there closely you know these past few days it'll be there at 1 10 p.m eastern standard time so the opposition with step, it's still squaring Uranus, although it's leaving that that intensity is waning, but it will be in that exact opposition, Sun and Leo, both are in domicile, Sun and Leo, Saturn and Sag, I'm oh, sorry, Sag, Sag, what am I saying? Saturn and Aquarius, hello. Um, and those two opposites. So there's this meeting of you know the will and versus what is what is best for our long term our collective humanity the future innovation progress freedom you know what it's like we're we're engaging in the the full beautiful creative self that the leo leo season always represents the shining light the eternal souls that we are the sun right and and then um and, but then having that balance with um, you know, the container, right? So this unlimited, huge, eternal self, and then meeting up with definition and limitation and mortality and, and uh, things that must die and then things that, that must be restructured or looked at and taken accountability. So it's this kind of accountability check that we're having that we will feel that will be reaching its peak uh, Sunday um, on on the Sunday. While that's happening, Mars is in a trine to Pluto, and it's also conjunct the fixed star Algol. So if you're not familiar with Algol, I know many of you are new to the channel, and by the way, welcome. Um, Algol is a fixed star, 26 degrees uh, Taurus, and that is, um, it's always considered, it's a, a difficult star, although the mythology has been, uh, we're, we're rewriting that mythology actually. And um, and so the, the the idea of Perseus, and you can go back if you want to go back to the um, episode I did with Andrea Michelle on the eclipses, the May 16th eclipse, she gets into this and it's phenomenal. All of, all of my, I love her, she's awesome. <laughs> and giving these really deep, um, delineations for the symbology of the, in the mythology and the archetype but it's basically long story short it's about um you know when mars conjuncts algol it can it can look like you know accidents happening in mars right things getting cut off but it's mars is also about goals and in the sign of taurus where it's very um where it's not in its home sign it's like mars it's like the way in which we set our goals and we move forward is now in a in a place where we might find uncomfortable, not the normal, usual way of doing things. Certainly with the conjunction with Uranus, it was definitely opening our eyes to that. Um, so that Mars and Uranus, I mean, sorry, Mars conjunct Algol, you know, we can, uh, we're looking at this, this whole mythology of the, you know, the Perseus slaying the Gorgon Medusa, the head with the snakes, you know, very, um, prominent um, mythological story in the Greek mythology. And so um, it's it's definitely, you know, if you if we read it into a more humanist perspective about women losing their voice and, you know, why she, how and why she lost her voice, it's, you know, being our full authentic selves, our fully expressed in our full sensuality, you know, and, and so he, he slain her because 
Athena wanted her dead because she was having sex on the temple grounds. Oh my God, horrible, right? So there's all this jealousy and power tripping and all that that goes on, you know, the shadow of that. And it's like, well, what we're, what are we doing? Mars conjunct Algol, you know, that, that's a real intense uh, confrontation with these themes and subjects. And how can we move forward, Mars, right, um, in a new fashion? And with the trine to Pluto in Capricorn, I love the fact that the goals, you know, Pluto is lending its regenerative emphasis here. It's like, look, we're rewriting history. We're rewriting society. We're extricating toxicity and poisons that have been systemically embedded in our culture for centuries. And so as we, um, and so this is like the opportunity for Pluto to say, here, here's some fundamental repair, uh, maybe facing some deep shadows, you know, around our will and our drive and our ambition and how we get things done. And there's this, this sense of understanding some deep, um, issues here, but all for the purpose of reconstructing in a new and sustainable way that's going to be healthy, that's going to be free of the poisonous subconscious patterns that we may have had around how we move. So we really, you know, we would really be feeling that mostly um, Sunday, you know, as it as it goes into that conjunction with Algol and the trying to Pluto and then, you know, fade out over the next day or so. Monday the 15th, um, Mars is going to be, um, it'll Right after that, it hits up with the solar, the lunar eclipse. Last November's lunar eclipse point was 27 degrees Taurus, 14 minutes. And it is also, again, bring, because it hit an eclipse point, it could have more resonance than if, than if there wasn't an eclipse point there. So this, this conversation around the letting go of old um, programming and subconscious patterns um, is definitely a strong point. Whatever you experience, or we whatever we had go going on around the um, those that eclipse time, late November, also um, in the spring, and the other set of eclipses in, in April thirtieth and May sixteenth. Again, you know these themes about regenesis and um, transformation through letting go is and and, and uh, embracing our sensual selves and our all the Taurian things, right? This nature and grounding and all of these themes that have come up that we've talked about so much this year. So Mars in that um, conjunction with that point, it'll be like, oh, here, we can move forward now. Things that had been maybe um, trying us, you know, here's an opportunity that we can just step through that door. Okay, um, then, um, and you know, and that can be a heavy thing. Now here's, here's a nice part. We have Venus coming along, who just entered Leo the other day. And Venus is going to start to trine Jupiter in Aries. Um, and it will start feeling that around, um, oh, Monday evening, probably. Um, Tuesday, it perfects. You know, Venus moves pretty quickly. But it, Venus enters that trine um, with uh, Jupiter. And that's, that's a nice, that's probably one of the nicest, if not the nicest transit of the Jupiter retrograde. And the Jupiter retrograde, um, you know, I have to say, whenever Venus and Jupiter trine, that's like one of the best aspects you can have in astrology, right? It's the, the greater benefic and the lesser benefics. The two lovely benefics trining each other, right? So um, that could be, that speaks to joy and luck and uh, confidence and optimism and enthusiasm, you know, and the truth, you know, like the, the Jupiter retrograde in, in Aries, it's like, we're, we're really reviewing, you know, what is my truth and who am I as an individual, right? In the temple of Mars, 
how what is the truth around how I how do I get things done? What is my ambition? Um, you know, maybe I need to check my if it was ruthless ambition, which you know, in the sign of Mars, it can it can be ruthless. So the Jupiter retrograde in, in Aries is saying, well, let's check that and let's let's take a journey here of the next few months and think about how we how we do proceed in the world and how what what um in, in a more a higher aspect in the retrograde motion, the planets move in um, primary motion. So the Jupiter is moving in the same direction as the sun. So that gives it a more eternal uh, spiritual perspective, more than the, the dross of day-to-day -day living of the grind of the material world, right? When it steps back, retrograde, literally step back in Latin, it, it's, we're looking at it in a, in a different place, in a, in a, in a different um, dimension perhaps, and we're and we can see the truth around ourselves, so we can make corrections that'll really service going forward. So, um, you know, maybe it's like, um, you know, is it it's certainly with the trine with Leo, Venus, and Leo? It's you know, Venus come along going, okay, you know, lighten up. Guess what? You don't have to be that obnoxious, pushy. You know, especially with Jupiter and Mars, you you can imagine the person who's like the the religious fundamentalist, whatever religion, you know, trying to push something down somebody's throat and like, this is the way. And if, if you don't like this, you're going to be damned in hell or, you know, and if you don't accept this, right, it's like being forced into some kind of like finger pointing, you know, kind of, tr you know, my truth is, is my way or the highway or my truth is the only truth. So we're getting to look on ourselves on that level of, you know, what, where is our ego and where, where does it need to be checked? But Jupiter's trine is like, hey, you know, let's lighten up and have some fun here. We don't, it doesn't, you don't have to be bullied. You don't have, you can share your truth and your wisdom, but you can do it in a lighthearted, beautiful, warm, generous, social Leo way. You know, have fun with it, have a party with it. Um, be exuberant, maybe make songs and plays and act and sing and dance, you know, and, and, and socialize and party and have fun, you know. So that I think that'll be a really cool um uh, you're just kind of witnessing what what goes on with that. So that'll again that'll start around Tuesday. It'll peak uh, Thursday, this 18th, 4:02 uh, a.m. Eastern time. So a little later in the day if you're in Europe. So uh, yeah, so that's the Venus trying Jupiter. A, very, a nice boy, do we need it right after all these weeks? Um, Friday, August 19th, um, the Sun is going to square Algol. So first Mars is conjunct. It trines Pluto. You know. Algo, then the sun squares it. So again, the sun representing our vital life force, our, our eternal, our spirit soul, you know, squaring off with this um, very, um, I will say, historically challenging, but we can see it as, as we've been sharing, seeing it in a, in a higher mind way about uh, finding our voice and what will it take to find our voice and, and be these beautiful self-expressed, um, you know, beings on this planet. So that's that's sun passes by Algol 19th. And then we have um, two more things to talk about. Saturday, August 20th, dun, 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 two things happen. Mars finally enters the sign of Gemini. So it's been in Taurus, right? It's about five weeks, a little more than five weeks. Was it seven weeks to go through a sign? Now, Mars going into Gemini, zero degrees, 3.56 a.m. on Saturday, August 20th, Eastern time. Two hours, oh, about an hour later, Mercury will go into its shadow for the retrograde. Now, wait, wait, what am I hearing? Ugh, whining. 
Why? What's this wine? Stop your whining. Okay. None of that. We will not have this. I have to say, I've learned to love, I should write a book, how I learned to love Mercury retrograde. <laughs> I used to, I used to get crazy 20 years ago. I would get nuts and it was so stressed out, but I learned over the years. We'll talk about that in another episode. And in fact, it's actually, it's mystical and it's, it's, it's really cool. You kind of go in this really cool journey and you never, you know, Mercury is the trickster and he goes in and out of dimensions and this one and back one. And what's certain? Well, what's you quite, you don't quite know. And it, and it's really a fascinating, you know, can it be obnoxious? Yeah. When your, you know, equipment breaks down, but, um, <laughs> but there is a really cool spiritual aspect and I'll be getting into that in a separate episode. But anyway, it's going to enter its shadow at 24 degrees Virgo. Now, why? And that is an important time. So notice what happens around, you know, look at what we, we want to look at our attitudes and our thoughts and and our connections with others. Right. In 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 um, in in Mer with Mercury in that sign of Virgo, Virgo can be also looking at maybe we're being too perfect or perfectionist or too self-critical of ourselves or others, maybe overly obsessed with thinking and worrying about our health with Virgo being a major health indicator. So just to notice whatever's going on um, around that on Saturday, the 20th, when it enters zero gem, just notice that weekend, what, what kind of things are going on because those themes and topics topics are going to come up again when it stations direct. So 24 degrees of Virgo is where it will um come after it retrogrades, it'll stop and go direct again. So it's like, we'll pick up the thread of what was going on, but we'll have a whole new look. We'll have a, some new perspectives and new understandings once we go through the retrograde about whatever was going on around the 20th, 21st, you know, of, um, of, of uh, Saturday, August 20th. Um, so that's 24 degrees of Virgo. And um, just to give you a heads up, Friday, September 9th, it's going to retrograde at um, eight degrees of Libra or September 10th, if you're in the Eastern hemisphere. So eight degrees of Libra, and then it'll it'll go station direct October 2nd, 24 Virgo, and then it'll be completely out of its retrograde range um, at eight degrees Libra, October 16th. So if you look at the entire thing, it's the whole enchilada, it's usually about two months, but just to calm you down, if you're very upset, you can just think about the shadow as, themes start to come up, the actual retrogrades about three weeks. So that's what I want to say about Mercury retrograde for now. And I, I hope that we can um, all, let's all just put aside our <laughs> critical minds and worry and just learn to have fun with it and see it in new and creative ways. You, you're going to like what I'm going to tell you in, the, in that episode. I hope you will. I'd like you to. I have to let go of that. I can't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. So that Saturday is a big day. The only other thing I want to say before wrapping up is why is Mars, this particular entrance of Mars into Gemini, because major event of the year, Mars going retrograde. It's one of the major transits of 2022. And um, it only goes retrograde every two years. So it's not like Mercury, right? It's further out, takes longer to find a retrograde. And the last time it was retrograde was in the sign of Aries. And it was a few weeks before the presidential election in 2020. 
in the sign of Aries, and we all know how that was <laughs> went down. This time, it's in Gemini, so it's not a cardinal sign. It's not about a change in leadership, which is very clearly what that was indicating, amongst other things. Um, but Mars in Gemini here is, you know, we're going to be um, with this for several months. It will go to uh, retrograde in. Um, It'll go retrograde in uh, October 30th, and it'll come in the middle about January 12th. It'll go direct. It'll go 25 degrees Gemini all the way back to like eight. And it, so it's going to spend a lot of time in Gemini, seven months. So if you are a Gemini or if you have any planets in Gemini, you have Gemini rising or if you or any of the mutable signs, Gemini, Sag, Virgo, Pisces, this particular this particular uh, retrograde of Mars is going to have impact. It's going to, wherever those uh, points in your chart are, you're going to see impact. So, um, and certainly if you have planets there at those degrees, definitely um, a change of course is in, is uh, coming up on the horizon. Okay, so um, that's all I have for today. I hope you liked this and liked it. And if you, um, I, Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this useful and you'd like to share it, we're always very grateful. Like, share, subscribe. Just click on that little red button below and click the little Liberty Bell to get the notification so it goes right to your inbox. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and have a wonderful, wonderful week. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you. Namaste.